And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. It's Mickey Brennan and Davey Rissman here with you as always. But Davey, I suppose uh, it's a little bit different this week because we do have um, uh, a visitor to the show. Um, somebody who lives not too far away from you, but from a completely different club altogether. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say that, Mickey. You know, she's a good cartoon woman uh, as well as Ashlyn. So um, I know she's involved in Sedulton's ladies, but you do forget, Mickey, that... The Ultons ladies are formed through Corton and Bormean, so yeah. there's not the same divide as there is in the lads. So, yeah, great to have Ashley on. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, he's after announcing you. So, great to have you on, and thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks a million for having us. Yeah, no problem. Well, Ashley, um, you are uh, on with us because St. Ultons ladies um, have been... Have, uh, 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 well, you weren't nominated, but you did apply and are, you know part of the One Good Club initiative. And it's, an, it's a mental health initiative from the LGFA. For, for, for those out there who don't know what it's about, would you just give us a you know a general rundown of what this initiative is? Yeah, so basically it's, um, it's a 10-week programme that promotes mental health awareness in young people. Um, and it's run by the LGFA in conjunction with Little Eyes Jigsaw. Um, like the statistics that were shown were about 40% of 12 to 19 year olds are more depressed um, than say what the average person should be. Um, and it's basically just to promote mental health awareness and to just make people aware that like it is okay to talk and it's it's okay to, you know, have them bad days basically. And just to promote that through the club, maybe that they could help that you're there to talk to them and that you're there as a mentor as well as, you know, just someone that they can have a listening ear. That's a really give a listening ear to someone, basically. The interesting thing about it is that this is an initiative that uh, the LGFA came up with, but it wasn't because of lockdown. And it just happens to be that we are, uh, we're, we're in a pandemic at the moment. And, and, and it seems to be even more prevalent now that, you know, younger people have to be looking after their mental health. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like it's something it's been run over the, the 10 weeks and there's going to be five different headings. And it is like a lot harder. Um, as you say, it'll be a lot easier to get them all out to a football pitch, say, to connect or to, to run them around the place or have a sports day or, you know, just football matches or whatever. But because of the times we're in, I suppose it's just it's a lot more online and trying to get them to connect, I suppose, and be there for them that yeah. way as well you know so it is proven harder it is yeah and, and, and of course um you've been doing amazing work but just to start again 
How did you get involved in this? How did St. Dalton's get involved in this? Because I think it's only, what, 26, 27 clubs across the country. Yeah, so there was 26 clubs chosen out of, um, I'm not sure on the exact number that applied, but basically we had to apply and fill in a form. Um, and then we were let know about two weeks later whether we got it or not. So we were delighted to be accepted. Like, it's a great opportunity um, for us and for the for both, for all the clubs in the area to try and get everyone involved and the community. So hopefully we're two weeks in there now. We started on the 1st of March. Um, and hopefully it'll keep going as good as it's going. Like, we're getting great responses there so far. And so are you... Are you's, uh... Connecting with all the clubs in the county, or is this just an initiative for St. Dalton's? That's you know, or, or why is it that there's only one club picked in each county? Yeah, so there was one club picked in each county, um, and there was they, the the whole thing was that, that they had a motto. So for each of the weeks, there's a different heading that we have to work under. So the first week was connect, um. So us as Ultimate Ladies decided that we were going to do for the younger groups that we'd have the scavenger hunters or their scaver hunt, scavenger hunt, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we'd have quiz nights for the younger teens. And then we also have a thing called phone book bingo, which basically is run from our Facebook and Instagram accounts. And every day there's a different challenge put up. So whether it's you know text or call the first person in your phone that begins at S or text the first person that you have a message from on your WhatsApp. Um, and it's just, I suppose, to get people back talking to people and just to check in in these times, especially to make sure they're still doing okay. Um, and coming up then as well, we actually have boxes in Joe Leahy's Gaham stores on June's Daybreak in Fordstown for anyone in the community that wants to make St. Patrick's Day cards. And we're actually going to bring them into the local nursing homes. So all the local nursing homes are on for that as well. So that's just another way that we're going to do, you know, under the head and connect. That's what we're yeah. doing at the minute. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, so we'll be it, finishing off. Yeah, it sounds me. So what are the what are the different headings? So you had connect. I did see that there was a couple of clubs um, on Twitter that what, what they were doing was they were sending out a message from from one family on Twitter, and then they would nominate three more people from the club to uh, to do something similar. And it was just to remind people that you know that they're there if, if anybody needs to speak to them. So under the heading Connect, what is what is the uh, the idea there? Yeah, so Connect basically, as I said, like it is harder to do it over the likes of social media. So that's why we've done the scavenger hunts um, and the Kahoot quizzes for the younger age groups there is other clubs as well i know that maracloon in monaghan sent all the clubs a postcard to say you know like best of luck and hope you're all doing well in these times and there was a club in kerry that done um jersey day to promote the one good club so it was basically where like you said three families were nominated and then they'd go on facebook with all their matching jerseys for kerry or for their local club colors and they'd nominate another three families and then so on and so forth. So like there was so there was loads of different ideas from different clubs. They were some people were very creative with what they'd done. And are you uh, getting a good uh, getting good feedback from the, the clubs in Mead so far? Yeah, absolutely. Like my Mead IGFA is is um, always posting stuff um, and we are trying to promote it as much as we can on social media yeah. so hopefully more clubs will get involved and you know we can show them what Mead is really made of I suppose yeah. um, 
and just keep going the way we're going like it's it's great to do it for the young people as well and like that it's keeping them active like there's a lot of them there at home now and you know they're they're just back to school but they're just not back to the same football that they were playing with basketball like Anthony they were doing at school like all sports really has come to a stop there at the minute yeah. um, and it's great to get them doing something do you know there was zoom calls which we had Pilates for the senior team and the under 16s do you know like everyone needs to be people are really missing out like do you know so it's, it's a great opportunity yeah to be active and, and to get out and do something what have you got coming up in the next uh, uh, couple of weeks um, Ashley so yeah so in the next coming the next two weeks now we'll be starting soon enough and under that heading we have be active and so we have a few things in the pipeline but what we have it def- for definite at the minute is skill challenges so we're going to try and do um we're going to basically get people to do the skill challenge and then you'll have to copy the skill challenge and either upload it to our social media on facebook or instagram um and then you can do it like you know as a team effort and teams can compete against each other or you can just do it on your own and post it up that way and again it's all about just getting people to tag other people or to tag other clubs to get them to do it as well and join in like it doesn't have to be just St. and babies like, you know, we'd be looking for the lads to do it as well, you know, in Courtain and in Ulton's and for everyone to get involved and just community spares and all that crack. So that's what we have coming up next. So you'll have to keep an eye on social media for that one. Yeah, it's it's not, as you said there, this is not about the ladies' football team. This is about the community. This is from the kids right through to the uh, older people in the community. And you, you said already... Absolutely. Going to be going yeah. to nursing homes as well. Like So this is just a... It's, this isn't even about Gaelic football in any way, shape or form. This is about the, you know, looking after your neighbours. Yeah, basically. And it, it does, it, we are trying to promote the mental health in young people. But like the times that we're in as well, you know, it is expanding to our local communities to help the ones that maybe aren't getting to see people um, and to get them involved as well. You know, anybody can take part in the challenges, the more the merrier. Just get tagging on social media, spread the words and hopefully we'll have loads and loads. Yeah, well, look, we'll we'll definitely be sharing it. We'll we ask all our listeners as well that if you do see anything from St Dalton's LGFA or from Mead LGFA, and um, you know, share it, and um, because this is a great initiative, and it's not going to cost anybody uh, any money to get involved. You know, all it's going to do is get you out in the fresh air and get you active, and uh, maybe even get you communicating with people that you haven't spoken to in a while. Absolutely, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ash, um, I mean, on the on the field, it's probably been a difficult enough couple of years for the girls, like back-to-back relegations. But do you feel something like this may sort of reinvigorate things? I know it's a big transition period within the club. Great stuff going on off the field, but it's it's trying to get the success back on it now is going to be the next thing. Yeah, look, do you know what? There's, there's great girls over there. Like Bertie McLaughlin has taken over our senior team and he's really doing a great job. Um. There's, there's, we have a, a huge numbers up and coming in the club. Do you know, from under 16s, under 14s, there's some great players there. Like our senior team, it has it, and Bertie is working with them. So hopefully, over the next few years, you know, it'll, it'll be great for the club to get back up to, to senior and start winning all them again. I suppose the most important thing now at the minute is nearly integrating the, the younger girls because that golden crop or generation of players who won senior championships are starting to gradually now phase away and you have these younger girls coming in and possibly junior A football might actually 
serve them well because they can bet into a, a grade that they can compete in and, and you know be be successful in I suppose again yeah absolutely and do you know like we have the zoom calls as well for the for the under 16s and for the seniors so like they are like they gel very well together um and it's great to see the numbers coming up like the attendance for senior training last year even with the under 16s like it was great to see the numbers absolutely great like you know they're all working together and hopefully they'll just keep going the way they're going very good brilliant yeah absolutely great stuff yeah, well, Ashley, uh, we do wish you the very best luck. It is the St. Tultons Ladies, um, one good club initiative from the LGFA. It's all about mental health awareness, and it is sponsored by Little as well. If any of our listeners out there do see um, uh, uh, the posts on social media, we do ask you to share them and get involved as well, because Ashley and all the, the members there in St. Tultons Ladies are putting in a huge effort. And uh, Ashley, we just wish you the very best of luck with it. And, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Thanks very much. No Cheers, problem. Ashton. Thanks for having us on. No problem, Ashton. We'll talk to you soon. We might get an update off you in a couple of weeks' time and see how it's going. Yeah, perfect. Will do. So that was Ashton Clark, as we said, from St. Dalton's Ladies. Davey, um, you know, it, it is a fantastic initiative and everybody needs to get involved and, uh, and you know, look after their, the, the people in their community. Yeah, it's something completely different, Mickey, isn't it? You know, because we've we've seen plenty of, um, I suppose, fundraisers and, and charities being raised money for and stuff. But with this one from the Alton's Girls, it's something completely different. And as you say, it's more aimed at mental awareness and mental health in general. And not just in, I suppose, the older generation of people as well. It's more the younger people. And that's exactly who and what they're sort of targeting and trying to get involved in their own club. And I know at underage level in the Alton's Ladies, they're doing massive work. My own, my own sister uh, plays with them as well, and um, there's there's a huge crop coming on, and it's sort of what I'm trying to link back to where they're at in a senior capacity now, because going forward, it's a massive massive transition period within the club that the older girls who were so successful for so many years are starting to gradually now phase out, and and they have to try and integrate these new girls and everything they, that they can do, and I know it's it's it it's a different time now than maybe was 10 or 15 years ago with social media and all these other distractions off the field but it's great to see them playing and still um i suppose striving to achieve because you see the likes of your own simon stan gales and dumbine and that's completely flip-flop 10 years ago they weren't anyway yeah. successful now look at them you know they're dominating me ga so um i suppose the likes of ultons and a few others who have probably you know slipped down the ranks in, in recent years They'll want to get back up and be fighting with them again in the next four or five years. Yeah, you, you hit on something there, you know, like that, that that golden crop of players that have won so many championships and whatever in St. Dalton's, they are starting to dwindle away. And, you know, while they have this young crop of players coming in, they have to maximise what they can uh, what they can extract experience-wise from those senior players who do have numerous uh, senior medals. Because when they're gone there'll be no experience left in that team. So they need to get as much out of them as possible. Well, that's it. And there's some girls who are still involved, like the, the likes of Jared Doherty. I mean, she's an icon. She's a she's a brilliant, brilliant role model for some of these younger girls coming through. Mary Coyne, Shauna Bennett. Like there's there's a whole host of them. I don't want to start naming a heap of them because they'll only start missing out on some of them. But as you say, Mickey, they're still involved and it's so important that they're still involved because... Ultimately, as you say, any successful team needs a few experienced heads to try and bring the other ones along the way. Um, and, you know, junior football, 
it's unprecedented for a club like St. Dalton's because, as I say, five years ago, they were winning a senior championship, I think 2015, 2016. And as I said to Ashton, you know, back-to-back relegations, it, it, you know, is it, it's been a really tough time for the club. But I do feel that it's a proper time now to integrate these girls, the younger girls, and, and move on. And granted, they might win a junior championship for a year or two, but get them competitive and get them in and competing and, you know, that they can feel they belong again. And, you know, who knows where it might take them. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046-955-1910. David, we'll move on. Um, and uh, I suppose just to look back at a couple of things that we've done recently um, on our Loyal Royals podcast, uh, Stephen Bray interview, we broke it into two parts because it was so long. Absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and from a man who doesn't give that many interviews, um you know, it's just fascinating to listen to. Yeah, he he's one of those players, Mickey, who, who who sort of lives the way he played. And it was always, you know, low-key. There was no dramas and, and no airs and graces about him. Um, and, and he's still the same. You know, even when you talk to him now, you'd be giving him a list of all the accolades and achievements personally and collectively he's won with the teams. But he, he wouldn't, he, he nearly wouldn't take any you know, great pride in talking about himself and that, you know, in that frame of mind. Um, yeah. But but looking back on his career, I mean, it was a stellar career. He's probably, if not one of the one of the best players to to never win in a, uh, to win in All Ireland for me. That I would say, um, definitely mm-hmm. in recent times, probably one of the best we produced in this century. And um, great to hear from him because, as you say, we don't really hear too much from him. And again, that probably goes back to the fact he doesn't do social media, so he's never really in the spotlight. When he stepped away, there wasn't a big hullabaloo about it or anything like that. He just phased away, and um, you it's know, not- he, he was a brilliant servant for us, Mickey. Oh, he was like, he was absolutely incredible. And like you're saying, there wasn't a big hullabaloo, I suppose, back then, like it's, it's whatever amount of years ago now that he, he retired from, from uh, Mead football. It wasn't the it wasn't the big thing anyway. Like when people retired or whatever, it's not like these days where they have a, a marching band and they have you know a signing of uh, of their jerseys in the local shop or something like that to say goodbye. But it was I know what you're saying about low key because that's the way Stephen is, and as you said, doesn't do social media or anything like that. And he's just you know he was he's 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 as honest as the day is long. You know what I mean? Like he's just one of these guys that. He gave everything, an unbelievable servant, as you said, and, you know, just went about his business quietly. You know, that was, it was nearly like that was his job. And yeah, he was a postman, he delivered. Yeah, well, one of the Instagram questions that was asked, I just, I felt it was so fitting. It was, how does he feel to be one of the most underrated players of all time? And, and yeah. that's exactly the way it was. And I just said it to him when I read that question out to him, that it's a compliment, Stephen, and don't take it any other way because, um the man won an all-star the year. Obviously, me got to the semi-final that year in 07. Like, I think he scored 223 or something in the championship that year. All but a couple of points, I think, of that was from play. And 
Um, he had another brilliant year then in 09 when, when we got to the semi-final again. But after that then, after 2010, I suppose, when other players, um, for one reason or another, stepped aside, a lot of them, I, I know, were kind of, um, you know, dropped from the panel. Stephen was one of the more experienced players. And I know he had a young family and everything in himself and he wasn't getting any younger. And he felt himself that it was tougher and tougher to, to keep going back year after year because he had a lot of things going on, you know, personally, I suppose. Um, and obviously, Navin and Matneys were still going extremely well at the time too, Mickey. Um, but he gave us all, you know, up until 2015. I think it uh, could have been possibly Mick O'Dowd's probably his second last year. I'm just tr- tr- trying to piece it together. Um, but but yeah, he was he was very loyal to all the managers that served him. His probably one big regret was maybe not getting to play under Sean um, a little bit more than he did. I think he got about a year, possibly two max, but he was only a, a nipper really at the time. And uh, he just felt himself, and you'll hear it from the interview that, he, he thought that Sean might have got another year and had he got that year or two to maybe, I suppose, um, mould in his replacement or bring him in with him, you know, and show him the ropes and, and the reins, possibly things in the long term, not not the short term, because you have to two, two semi-finals in three or four years after that will, will definitely go down as a successful period. But after that, the longer term, say, when we were chopping and changing from managers year in, year out, that wasn't the mead thing, Mickey, because Sean yeah. was there for almost thirty years before that. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And 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 you know he 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 just comes across so well and 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 speaks about those uh, the changing of the guard each year and whatever. And you can see that he he has his uh, certain managers that he really liked and certain managers that probably didn't have as much time for. Um, but uh, yeah, like and and, and Colin Coyle, uh, I, I loved when you start talking about Colin Coyle and how how professional Colin Coyle was and then he'd never seen anything like this before the strength and conditioning and yeah look it's a really really good interview and um, for anybody out there who hasn't listened or joined the Loyal Royals podcast it's on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead and you'll get the previous 170 odd uh, podcasts as well of all the interviews as well uh, uh, of all the interviews uh, too Um as well as that, we had the Black Hall Gales 10 best since 2010. And the interesting thing about this 10 best since 2010, Davey, was that I didn't join you for this one, but we did have a stalwart of um, the Black Hall Gales club, Alan Nestor, joined you to pick. Uh, uh, so he had the inside, uh, uh, the inside scoop on the team and you were looking at it from the outside. And that really is interesting because he's picking players for completely different reasons to what you're probably picking them. You're picking them on performances, on the field. He was picking them from their all-round, uh, 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 I suppose, uh, contribution to the club. Nearly. Yeah, he was picking his mates, Mickey, I think. That's what he was doing. <laughs> um, I don't, it was gas because Alan was naming players that I haven't even heard of, you know, and, and that's not a slight on them. I just wouldn't have seen much of Black Hole Gales until the probably mid-20s uh, onwards, you know what I mean? So, um yeah, there was a couple of names that, that struck me. And then there was, look, as always, and we do it the whole time when, when we pick them, you have five or six players who are just shoe-ins. You know, they're, they're the first name on the, the 10 best. And then you have to go kind of doing your little bit of research for the other ones. But um, it, a difficult 10 years for the club because, I, I mean, when you run through their list of accolades and successes um, between 95 and, I suppose, 2007, 2008, it was a really, really dry spell for the club from 2010 to 2020. And that coincided with the relegation, I think, in 2016 from senior football, which, to be honest, which it was on the cards and it was threatening for a long, long time. But 
the latter stages of the decade, they can definitely take some heart and plenty of solace from the way they performed and they've competed extremely well in intermediate. And they've given themselves a platform now to build upon for the next couple of years. Granted, they're still maybe top heavy with guys possibly over 30, which could potentially be a problem in a couple of years' time. Yeah. Um, but according to Alan and speaking to him off air, you know, as well, they are doing extremely good work at underage level to try and bring through the next crop or the next batch of players that will hopefully take them on. But until then, they have to keep going with the likes of Alan Nestor, Johnny Myler, Dunnick Tobin and, um, you know, John Kelly and Pat Brady, a couple of other guys as well. You know, it, it, it's not a bad... <laughs> I was just going to say, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind having them on your own team. Like, no. you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, another really interesting one in Allen is just, uh, he, he's a character, he's a great guy. And um, yeah, so it was a it was an interesting way. And, and Tom O'Connor apparently had um, suggested that we do this with every club from the very beginning when we started doing our ten best since twenty ten. But I never remember him saying that. But apart from that, anyway, I, I did reply to him when I said, as I said to him, you know, very hard to uh, logistically to arrange somebody from from every club to do the ten best since twenty ten. So you know, and look, we you've. You have a great knowledge of all the teams and whatever, and I have a fair knowledge of a lot of senior and, and, and intermediate teams and a couple of junior as well. So we get by, Tom. We get by. But if you ever want to join us, Tom, you're more than welcome to. Um, yeah, if he wants to put his neck out uh, on the line week after week, I have no problem with that. We could do with a little holiday, <laughs> Mickey, for two weeks not to get any abuse. I'd have yeah. absolutely zero problem with it. <laughs> 100%, definitely. Speaking of 10 bests, uh, up, uh, coming up this week will be Central Stones 10 best since 2010, Davy. And um, you know, um, it's a it's it's a it's a real interesting one because they've they've produced some amazing footballers in the last 20 years, but it's the last 10, so this could be, you know, there might be a little bit of um, there might there might be a little bit of argy bargy, and they did have like they did a they did a great end to the 20s to the 20 the noughties we'd say. Mm. and then they did have a very quiet period there in the middle of the 2010s and they started to just come back on the back of an under 21 division 2 championship win I think it was they've started to make their way back up the rankings in that senior championship yeah they, ha- they had a great start to the decade they, yeah. they had a poor middle and an inconsistent uh, or an inconsistent end to the decade with, with the view that the future is extremely bright with the players exactly. that they're bringing through. So yeah. what we're going to probably see in this best 10 is the changing in the guards somewhere between the mid to late uh, 20s um, because, or 10, sorry, um, because you have the likes of the Sheridans who are still, you know, ever present. And I think, they're coming to the end of their tenure now as well, but they've been there throughout the course of the decade. And there's a couple of other guys who you would have come up against on countless occasions, you know, down through the years as well. Yeah. But then you have the younger players who have come in any time from, say, 2013, 2014 onwards. And even, you know, the likes of Kyle Hickey, who we've seen in a, in a me jersey in this year or last year, sorry. He's only started playing club football in the last couple of years too. So um, it, it's it's a really unusual one. But the, the key thing for Sanchezun is, Throughout it all, they managed to maintain their status. Now there was a few close shaves. Yeah, I remember when they when they just about got over Longwood in the relegation final um, a couple of years ago? You know, to maintain their status, that would have been a disaster for them to go down to intermediate. Um, and even even last year, they promised good things, but again, that inconsistency in their game from game to game is a thing that needs to be 
uh, you know, addressed. New manager going in, young players. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm sure they're on the right track. Yeah, 100%. Um, you've nailed it. That, that is that is Central Saint over the last 10 years and what is what we have to look forward to from Central Saint in the coming years because I do think that they are on their way back up. Uh, as you said, inconsistency, but you get that with young young team. Um, you know, um, so but that, that'll... That'll all uh, that'll all come good for them, and also we'll be doing uh, on our loyal loyals podcast this week. We are going to have an interview with the one and only uh, Mead Chronicle sports sports journalist Fergal Lynch and Davy, a man that you meet every week when you go to games and whatever. And he's been doing it. Ah, oh, Jesus, twenty three years, I think it is. Uh, he's been doing it for the Mead Chronicle, so he's just an ever present uh, at every game of football that you go to, nearly. Uh, you'll always you'll always find Fergal Lynch there. Yeah, I was going to say, can we call him a veteran? I don't think he probably liked that. Um, <laughs> I was going to call him Evergreen as well, but he is ever grey as well with the hair too. But <laughs> I know, look at it—he's first class, isn't he, Ferg? You know, ah, he's, and, uh, he, he's really evolved, I suppose, as well throughout the times because I suppose being a sports journalist in the late nineties, God Almighty. I could only imagine what it's like nowadays yeah. when he goes in on a, on a daily basis now to to carry out his daily duties to what it was maybe 20 or 21 years ago. It's amazing. Um, but look, at the Mead Chronicle has been a, a cornerstone in, I suppose, in, in sports, in Mead really for the last 20 years and, and further beyond um, and continues to be, you know, as well. And, you know, Fergal is very much the the face of the, the sports section in the Chronicle as well, you know, and he's one of the instantly recognisable figures there and, and does a great job from week to week. Yeah, 100%. Really looking forward to that one. That will be coming out this week on our Loyal Royals podcast. So, David, we'll go to the Lottos now and uh, the club Lottos. Uh, I've got a couple of messages, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, first up, Mickey, is from Blackhall Gales and their next Lotto will take place tomorrow night, which is Monday the 8th of March and there is a €4,600 jackpot there. Um, Dunshockland and Royal Gales somehow rolls on and I'll come to that in a second but their next week's which is capped at 13,000 reserve built up of 8,400 takes place on um, Monday night their numbers from last week Mickey wait till you hear this right the winning numbers were 21 22 23 and you guessed it 24. 24. <laughs> um, incredible sequence of numbers, and it just shows that anything can come up. But theirs is still still in play. I um, did see I did see that on on uh, on uh, social media, and uh, I thought like after making a mistake there. Um, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. There, there, there was a bit of crack in the WhatsApp, as you can imagine. And the Minority PROs are those really the numbers that come out, Andrew, or did you actually just make them up? And <laughs> I put in the gift from you know the really boring priest and Father Ted when he says it just seems too good to be true. What's the catch? <laughs> um, and then there was a, there was a few other messages as well. But I suppose moving on, Manal. GFC, theirs is still at 10,000 it's capped as well, 4,200 of reserve built up every Monday night you can play that at manalvgfc.ie or on the Club Force app um, next one up from uh, the Lottos is Navin O'Mahony's, theirs takes place every Tuesday at 9pm, their jackpot is at 14,300 uh-huh. and rising Drumcondra GFC 7,700. Their draw takes place on Tuesday nights and can be played online via all their social media homepages. Gail Column Kill capped at 12,000. It takes place every Thursday night. Their neighbours, Kilmainham, 4,700 every Monday night at 10pm. 
Waterstown GFC, 4,300. Draw takes place tonight, which is Sunday at 9pm. Minolte GFC, they had eight match three winners last week. So eight people. Imagine how sick you'd be. 15,000. And But it just shows they're just... They're just dodging bullets week in, week out. And I have to imagine that that's going to be won sooner rather than later because of the sheer volume of people that are playing it, Mickey, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, there's their next one takes place tonight as well, which is Sunday at 9pm, 15,000 up for grabs there. Ballinabracky, um, no jackpot winner of the last week's one. Um, I don't actually know what the jackpot is, but their next one takes place Monday night at 9pm. I think it's about three, three, four thousand possibly. Could be a bit more. I'm not sure. Um, Clannard GFC, they're, they're neighbours, um, takes place every Monday night live on Facebook at 8pm. 4,600 euro of a jackpot. Oldcastle GFC, 11,100 every Wednesday night. And my own Cortown GFC, Mickey, we're in tears out of Cortown. We've had another jackpot win. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's two in eight weeks, Mickey. We're the most... most most clubs haven't had a jackpot one this year. We've had two one in the last eight weeks. We've given away 16,000 in the last. We're absolutely broke. Um, Ryan Henry was the jackpot winner last Friday night. Son of Packy, the great Packy Henry. 5,700 euro. Rhino won. But Mickey, we're not ones to, you know, start our jackpot at 500, 600, or even 1,000. We're going right back in with 5,000 next Friday night because that's just what we do out in Gorton. <laughs> Speaking of 5,000, um, Simon says Lotto is capped at 5,000. Um, and uh, we, we explained that last week that, they, you know, they don't, they, they depend on, on ticket sellers so they can't get out to the, to the houses. They are doing them online, but they don't have a huge take-up. So anybody out there who can, please do join the Simonstown um, online uh, uh, Lotto. God, I, I forgot the word there for a minute. There was no jackpot winner last week. Um, match three winner was Angelique Fagan. Numbers drawn were 111, 21 and 25. And then from Centralstown um, as well, we have a Declan, an email in there from Declan Kinsler. Centralstown Lotto is at 8,900 euro um, and it's every Monday. So the next one is Monday the 8th of March. Um, there will be five lucky dip winners of 25 euro each if the jackpot is not won. And the maximum jackpot is 10k and it reverts back to 1,000 if it is one. So I think that is all of the lottos done for this week, Davy Rispin. And Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046 955 Before we move on, Davey, to, um, to our Instagram, I just wanted to talk to you about Arsenal. Liverpool and Manchester United. Uh, what a weekend for Man United. Uh, beating Man City, the, the table toppers. Liverpool lose and Arsenal drew, I think, was it? Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's gas with the Liverpool thing, Mickey. I would have thought a point that Burnley was a dreadful result, but as it turns out, Liverpool beating at home by Fulham, it's actually not a bad result. So uh, I, I'm just having the crack with a few Liverpool fans in the group chat here and the same were 10th and I was saying we'll be of them soon enough the way things are going but uh, yeah just a typically bonkers week in the Premiership I mean it doesn't really change a whole pile Manchester United back in the pole position to finish second 
Liverpool down there fighting for a top half finish with ourselves and uh, yeah, there's there's probably more crack at the bottom of the table, but there's no one that supports any of them clubs, so it doesn't really affect us. <laughs> the, the, the reason why I brought it up actually was because I was about to move on to Instagram Interactive, but my phone, I looked at it and there was like 97 messages on it um, from a group of lads as well talking about the Liverpool and United results today, so I just said I'd better throw it into you there. Um, David, we'll move on anyway to Instagram and... Uh, you know, have have you have you been interacting on Instagram this week? Yeah, small bit, and not a whole pile now to what what we're normally used to. But Jer Morgan is first up, and uh, this is definitely one aimed at you. I would say, Mickey. Oh um, he just says, "Why does the Cavan jersey have English lines on it? Do counties do county jerseys best to worst?" I think that's a suggestion from for us to do a podcast maybe on. But going back yeah, to his first point, idea. Missy. Uh, English yeah. lines on the Cavan jersey. I looked at that. I it was funny when I saw the jersey. It's actually the King's Flag line, so it is. Um, oh, yeah. That's that's what it is. But I did look at it and go, mm, suspect. Like that. It's a bit suspect, and it does look a bit like the three lines um, from the English badge or whatever. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's actually a nice jersey. I I just take the lines off and just leave it completely blue, and maybe and then maybe turn it into a slain jersey, and it's perfect. <laughs> they might rip the idea off of like. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Boards Mill GFC are next in and uh, they want to wish um, their, their neighbour over in Trim Neely Heffernan uh, a speedy recovery from uh, his recent bout of illness and I, I know he had a successful operation um, I think Friday evening possibly Saturday Mickey um, yeah. very sudden uh, and, and scary illness that he went in for you know and a guy who's a terrific dual player for the Trim Club. He's played with the Mead Hurlers in recent years. He's had a taste of the, the footballers too. He's been in there about 10 or 12 years ago too. So um, we, I suppose we all wish um, Neely a very speedy recovery, Mick. Yeah, 100%. Um, you, you've seen it splashed all over social media as well in the last few days. Very sudden. And uh, we do wish uh, Neely Heffern a speedy recovery. And uh, the, the initial... Um, uh, speak after the operation is that it, it had gone well so hopefully um, fingers crossed yeah uh, Colin McAreevy says Mickey have one of them new Cavan jerseys already I think he means do you have one of them new Cavan jerseys already yeah Colin McAreevy like when he sends you a direct message or a text message or whatever it's hard enough to understand it like, so when he's putting one out in the public domain you really should check and make sure that he's got the spelling right and all that um, so he's asking me do I have one of those jerseys I already? think so yeah, um, there's loads of ways you could interpret that interpret that um, question. So maybe we'll have to answer it in loads of different ways. The answer is, anyway, I don't have that jersey yet. Um, very good. When are you getting it? Uh, I don't know. Um, I might even get it. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah. Look at you trying to play down the Cavan thing, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tina Troy is next up, but she says Claire Coffee getting the sore and star, and uh, that that was the other thing that we obviously mentioned to 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 before off air. Claire, um, superb fullback, Mickey put into the I suppose the team of the year, getting an all star um, in the intermediate level this year for her superb displays for the Mead Camogie team. That's a great achievement. Yeah, absolutely, and in a disappointing year for the Mead Camogies, yeah. um, you know it is shining light and a, and a shining stars if you want to put it that way um, but um, yeah look fantastic that uh, she was recognised and and hopefully um, that can be a catalyst for a few more of the girls to you know maybe 
do something about it next year and hopefully uh, get out of the intermediate ranks again. She's been she's been absolutely outstanding. Anytime we've seen them playing, you know, she is imperious at fullback and I've seen her playing football as well and she's just as good there. No nonsense, just quiet, unassuming, does her job. You know, again, probably similar to what we said about Brayer. She's not, she, I don't think she's really on social media and what the girls were saying, I believe, after was that after getting the award, part of the deal with it is that she has to get an Instagram page because I think she's the only one of them on that panel that isn't on Instagram or whatever so um, they're mad to get her on I don't think so though it goes against our principles and our morals as a fullback Mickey you know absolutely and she's dead right um, I'd get rid of all social media if I could but uh, it's, it's 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 how I, I I put out our podcasts and stuff like that so and and I like to get in the odd argument on Twitter as well so. see ya <laughs> <laughs> my timeline is just full of Mickey Brennan arguments <laughs> I'd say your, after scans. I'd, I'd say your DMs I'd say your DMs what's Brennan on about it yes I know <laughs> no my DMs are a bit more exciting than that <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd have who's Peter been, Duffy and Jelly been, in my DMs Mickey. Yeah, have they been slipping into your DMs yeah have they? They, they have and coincidentally Peter Duffy is next up on our Instagram interactive <laughs> and he asked if we could transfer a player from your rival club, who would you pick and why? From your rival club, like so, so that'd, that'd be Navin Manny's and Ultons. that'd be Navin and Matty's and Ultons. Wow, yeah. So, um, God, there's a few players now that you could choose from Navin and Matty's to bring into the Simons team, uh, team. like a, like a, a Stephen Bray from ten years ago. Jesus Christ, um, to have him playing for Simons team, but uh, no. So a current player. For Navin O'Matney's. God, that's a tough one now. I'll have to I'll have to think about that one. You what about you on St. Dalton's? Mm, Key McBride would be the obvious choice, wouldn't he? Um, well, he's he's not there, so no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I would take someone like Martin Dolan. I've spoken about him before and I would have played with him underage, and he's a terrific talent. Um, just a, an all-round class act, and he'd be the, the first player I'd uh, I'd look to get. But there would be a couple, but yeah. Yeah, and then again, with Navin O'Matney's, there'd be a good few, like, you know, um, an on-song Jake Regan, uh, Gilly, uh, again, playing out of his skin, but I'm looking at forwards there. Simon's going to have loads of forwards. Um, you know, they've got a really good backline as well. Like, it's just, yeah, they're like, a Niall McCaig, bloody hell, but then you've got Stephen Moore. And like, so I'd have to think about that one because I'd have to look at a weak spot in the Simonston team and say, right, I need someone to fill in there, you know, that kind of way. It sounds there like are. you're struggling to find one. I, I, I really am. Like, you know, there's probably probably two positions that I'd have to look at. So the would for 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 um yeah, so I'll I'll have to come back to 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 Duffer on that one. Peter Duffy still on round one of the We Are Mead Christmas quiz, says Jelly, and I just says he's not a loyal royal, so he wasn't <laughs> on it in the first place. <laughs> Unless Jelly recorded it and gave it to him or whatever. Um, so Peter Duffy, Peter Duffy didn't. But look, Peter Duffy and Jelly and everybody else will have a major chance of winning a year subscription to our Lion Royals podcast, DBS. They will, Mickey, because um, our, uh, I was going to say our crappy quiz, <laughs> our easiest quiz uh, in, in the history of quizzes is coming soon, I believe. Yes, the easiest quiz, the easiest me GA quiz ever is coming up. And literally, we've already spoken about this and we've told our listeners what the answer is to the first 
question. It is who is the current Mead senior manager. And uh, if you don't know that, there's no point in doing this quiz because that's going to be the hardest uh, question on, on, the, on the quiz. Um, yeah, like it's going to be, we, we've tr- tested and trialed this system already, Davy. So it'll be through Zoom. Um, and then we will have the link to the app for the quiz, the quiz app. And the way the quiz app works is that the faster you answer a question, the more points you get for it. So there's four an- four possible answers to every question. And the faster you answer it, the more points you get. So we could have a situation going into the last round that everybody has every single question right because they will be that simple, the questions. But it's all going to be down to whose fa- who's finger was fastest. It's fastest fingers first. It's going to be a bit like one of those TV shows on the telly. But um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting one. Davey, will we give out the date now? Will we just tell them when it's going to be? Let's do it. Yeah, Tuesday the 16th of the uh, of December. No, not December. Of March. It is the day before Paddy's Day. It is a Tuesday and it is going to be taking place at 7pm on uh, Tuesday the 16th of March. Um, do... Uh, we will be sending out the link straight away for well, in the next day or two for the um, for the quiz app, and all you have to do is get in and register, um, and then we will send you the Zoom um, the Zoom link on the day of the quiz um, or the day before the quiz, whatever, and you just have to come onto the Zoom and be available to do the quiz on the quiz app as well. And uh, it should be should make for a great a great evening's crack, Davy. And it'll only take it'll only take an hour and a half, maybe two hours max. Yeah, fever. Yeah. And it, it is great crack. You know, we had brilliant uh, brilliant enjoyment with the crowd we had on at Christmas as well. They were our loyal Royals listeners. But um I'm sure there's going to be plenty of those still coming on this one because there'd still be we are mead listeners as well. But we should have a bigger uh, pool of people from from all over the county and beyond, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And as we said, the prize for the winner is a year subscription free to our Loyal Royals podcast. So, um, uh, a great opportunity there for somebody to uh, get all of our podcasts for free. Um, so, yeah, we've announced it now. There's no going back, Davy, uh, and it is going to be on the 16th of March, as we said, 7 p.m. Um, the last time we did it, we put it out to our listeners to see what date suited everybody. But we're going with a date that suits us this time, Davey. Yeah, yeah, we are. And I was just going to say that the consolation prize or the wooden spoon prize is a year's subscription to Peter Duffy's OnlyFans account, which yes. is something that you absolutely don't want to, to have or anything like that. So just don't finish bottom of this quiz. And it's inexplicable, really, for people to finish standalone bottom because, as you say, Mickey, the questions are just so easy. <laughs> Peter Duffy loves himself so much he'll probably he'll probably finish last on purpose so he can be his only fan and, fan and only page uh, uh, fan pages whatever it's called I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> only fans is that what it's called yeah <laughs> moving that's on enough, yeah that's enough slagging of Peter Duffy Davey have you anything else for the podcast this week just one more uh, coming in from Alan Moore here and he just said Jack Blake giving up football to pursue chasing young ones yeah, um, I don't think it's a good idea at the moment. I wouldn't do it because there's a five-kilometer radius and plus you're not allowed to be meeting anybody at the moment. So there's a good chance you could get arrested. I'd wait until the end of lockdowns, maybe wait until the end of the championship this year and then go chasing the young ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Mick. Yeah, um, it's just a, it's a dangerous game he's playing. Yeah, 
Um, just one other thing as well from Screen GFC. They're doing their annual um, Fantasy Cheltenham fundraiser, which I know is a big uh, source of income for the club every year. Um, and it's just asking people that tickets are 20 euro each. You can play it at fantasycheltenham.ie forward slash buy a ticket. Um, daily prizes of 400 or an overall prize of 1500. Four days of fun, excitement and comfort from your armchair. Obviously, no pubs or anything like that this year for Cheltenham so um, play the screen um, GFC Lotto or play the screen GFC you can play the Lotto as well but play the fancy <laughs> Cheltenham um, if you're interested in uh, the horses yeah absolutely and um, I think that's it for this week's episode Davey Shane Mick Shane we are me why it matters more